This is the Teacher Mindset Coach Podcast, episode number 49. Hey, teachers, welcome to the podcast where we do the hard work to uplevel ourselves and have fun along the way. I'm your host, Ashley Wolf, and I'm here to help you rock your world with mindset stories, strategies, and skills that you've probably never been taught before. Let's do the damn thing. This is the Teacher Mindset Coach Podcast, episode number 50. Hey, everybody, do you hear that rushing water in the background? That is the Blanco River. I am currently recording this podcast episode at my childhood summer camp in Wimberley, Texas. It is an amazing place known as Rocky River Ranch. It's a girls' summer camp. When I came here, it was, um, they hosted boys as well. Like one part of the summer was girls and one part of the summer was boys, but that is no longer a thing. And we had an alumni reunion this past weekend. And so I'm still here on a Sunday recording this podcast for you. And I am just surrounded by the natural beauty of the Texas Hill Country. It's all around me. And even though you can't see what I see, um, go to my Instagram, go to my Facebook page. The Instagram is going to have more of the pictures, but I would really love to share it with you in pictures as well. And when you follow me on Instagram, teacher mindset coach, or what I've actually changed it to is uh, the teacher stress solution. So go to Instagram, either search Ashley Wolf, W O L F E, or all one word, teacher stress solution. And I've already posted a few um, things that are just giving you a glimpse into what I've experienced this past weekend. And I am going to do a dedicated episode to going back to your childhood and the joy and goodness of uh, childhood life, bringing it back into your current life instead of thinking that all the goodness is gone and it's only available in your memories. um, I think that I really want to flesh that out a little bit more in an episode with you. So stay tuned for that. Today, for the 50th episode of the Teacher Mindset Coach podcast, I first want to lead with, I'm doing another $50 Amazon gift card giveaway. The first person who sent me a screenshot of a rating and review of my podcast on um, Apple Podcasts was a spammer. He, he sent me or, or she sent me a screenshot of someone else's review that it's already been up on the podcast for, you know, six months. So go give me a rating. This is easiest done on your mobile phone. And boy, did I sound old. Your mobile phone. But go to um, Apple Podcasts and find Teacher Mindset Coach. And uh, click on the stars to rate and then leave a written review and send me a screenshot of that by October 15th. So we literally only have a few more days and um, I'll put you in the drawing for the $50 gift card. And I am determined, determined not to give the gift card to the scammer. (laughs) His name's not in there. He didn't even tell me his name. So how, how can I even help him out with a gift card. Anywho, I digress. So for the 50th episode, I'm celebrating by doing another giveaway. 
I hope you win. The only way you can win is by putting your name in the in the drawing, by following the instructions. I also have those on Instagram, the instructions, if you'd like to know where to send that to. Email it to ashley at teachermindsetcoach.com. And then um, today we're going to talk about the 50-50 of life. So the 50-50 of life for this 50th episode, it really is one of those things that uh, I, I truly am uh, astounded at how much I don't know about life sometimes. When you don't know what you don't know, it's, a, it's an oblivion, you know, you're just off in, in peaceful dreamland. And then what you know that you don't know is kind of the mystery of life, the puzzle that you've got to put together. And one thing that blew my mind a couple of years ago was when um, somebody said, you know, we all want this 80-20 where most of life is good and then only a little bit is, is negative. But if we look at past teachings, if we look at the dichotomies that really are all throughout life, there's more of a 50-50 tendency. Now, it's not an exact science. We're not going to get exactly 50% and exactly 50%. But when I started thinking about this, I was like, oh yeah, there's tons of dichotomies everywhere. For example, good and evil, yin and yang, life and death, love and hate, north and south, east and west, black and white. There really are so many opposites. But then what I also like to think of is it's not all or nothing either. So there's this bell curve that I like to use for myself because it helps me think of the in-between, the opposites of the, you know, dichotomy of what is between love and hate. There's all sorts of things between love and hate. What is between, you know, birth and death. There's all sorts of things between birth and death. Even if someone has a quote-unquote short life, there's all sorts of things between birth and death. Um, there's all sorts of, sorts of things between north and south, east and west. It's just, it's not one or the other, it's all of the above. And I think that's what has helped me understand about life, that whatever I'm experiencing, whatever I am interpreting in my in my brain as far as what's going on in the outside world outside of me and the inside world inside of me, whatever I'm interpreting, whatever I'm taking in and making meaning of, there's all sorts of things and it's going to be all of the above. I am going to feel negatively. I am going to feel like nauseous. I am going to feel so sad and depressed and I'm going to feel elated, joyful, pleased, content, peaceful. All of these words that can be attached to an emotion, a human experience. Really, it's the words are a way to express it so that we can connect with others and we can make meaning of what we are experiencing in ourselves. But also, we can take those words out and just sit with whatever it is because whenever we put words to it yes it does help make meaning but sometimes for me personally I find I make myself more complicated I make things more complicated when I start attaching all these words to it rather than just slowing down not feeling like I have to rush into getting away from negative emotion or a negative experience 
by explaining it away. So like one of the things that I've believed for a while is that if I can explain it to myself, if I can explain it to other people, if I can write it all out, then it will go away faster. And I think that's probably where I am tuned into myself as far as asking the question, what's the rush? What is the rush to get away from a negative emotion? What's the rush in getting to a positive emotion? Because if I think of either, if I think of rushing away from a negative emotion, I think logically I know that it might not be, um, it might actually be (laughs) a worse experience. If I rush toward positive emotion and feeling happy, then that will be a more uh, inauthentic experience of the positive. Instead of just being right where I am right now, and for me personally, again, not having to try to explain it to make sense of it, because if I'm experiencing it, it already makes sense. So maybe if you're thinking of something that you've experienced recently or something that you're going through at the moment, a great question would be asking, asking yourself, like, what is the rush? Am I rushing away from something? Am I rushing towards something that I think is better? So I know that a lot of teachers these days, it's October, and there's a, you know, old wives' tale that October is one of the hardest months of the school year. And the reason why I call it an old wives' tale, you can also call it a theory, is that there, there really is no true scientific data that points toward October being, quote, the hardest month of the school year. It's simply a theory. It's an old wives' tale. It's a story that people say about the month of October to make themselves feel better, probably. Because whenever you're miserable, you don't want to be alone. There's that quote, misery loves company. And I'm not judging here. I just, I think that that's probably true for a lot of us because we don't want to be alone in our misery. But I think one of the things about teaching is that we have so much commonality in our stories of our experience as teachers. No matter when we taught or when we teach right now, there's a lot of commonality and there's a lot of camaraderie. We go through the same things. We go through the same 50-50 of life. We have fun times. We have awful, miserable times. And we share it with those around us. And I think learning about the 50-50 of life helped to validate some of these negative things that I was going through as a teacher and just as an individual. But it also reminds me like there's an equal and opposite correlation. And what I like to think about is this um, two-lane road. For some reason, I go to, you know, one of those deserted two-lane roads in the desert that you see in movies where it's just one car and people are driving down the road and there's no one else to be seen. It's like if you're driving down a two-lane road and you are straddling the middle line, so half of your tires are on the right lane and half of your tires are on the left lane, it's like an equal and opposite right lane, left lane just laid out in front of you. And I, it, it kind of helped me, like that comparison kind of helped me 
that metaphor helped me understand what I would like to believe about life is that for every negative, there is a positive. Because if I think about it, like for every positive, there's a negative. It's almost like even that slight connotation is something that allows me to bring myself down. So for every negative, there's a positive is something that I've been practicing believing. If you listen to my episode last week, the coaching example where I'm now the head coach, not really by choice, but I did choose it. I didn't have to choose it. Um, for every negative that has been coming up into my awareness and every time I'm like, God, this isn't fair. There is a positive that shows up almost immediately. And reminding myself of that is going back to reminding myself of the 50-50 of life. Like it is not all negative. It is not circling the drain. It is not unfair. It just is. And it's almost like if I accept the 50-50 of life, I can actually accept as a whole. Everything comes out in the wash. It is all neutral. And that's a little bit better of a way, I think a little bit gentler of a way (laughs) of saying something to the effect of none of it matters, but all of it matters. It's that dichotomy. And if nothing matters and all of it matters, then everything comes out in the wash. And all we have is this present moment where we get to be alive on the planet. This seems like a very, um, you know, ethereal kind of episode where I'm like a little more crunchy than I normally am, a little more on the hippie side. (laughs) I think it's being at camp. I think it's being away from um, the normal, you know, exposure to technology. I think it's being close to um, a place that I've, you know, loved and in nature. Yesterday I was horseback riding, for example, just being in nature, letting a lot of things just go. And again, I'll talk to this, I'll talk to more about this uh, in the next episode about going back to your childhood on purpose. But if everything comes out in the wash, if it's a 50-50, then I do get to decide as well how positively or negatively I want to experience this life. Because I can find wonder in anything. I can find joy in anything. And there's no person or entity telling me what I have to choose. And if we think about choosing negative emotion, it's almost like it sends our brain into a spin. It's like, well, I would never choose negative emotion. Almost like we're insulted because... So often, and I think for years and years and years, we are taught that negative emotion comes from the outside at us. And you guys have heard me say this before on the podcast, like we say things such as she made me feel bad or he makes me unhappy or he frustrates me. Just all these things where we are attributing the experience of our negative emotion to an outside source. If we watch the news, for example, we can see in one hour of watching the news, we can see way more negative 
than positive, in my opinion. They always like to end on a positive note. Isn't that ironic? Let's feed you with, here's the 80-20. Here's, let's feed you with 80% negative and concerning and fearful information about things that may or may not be completely out of our control. Largely, they're out of our control. And then the 20%, the last 20% of the hour, let's um, give them something that makes them feel better. Years ago, I, I want to say this was probably about 15 years ago, I decided to stop watching the news. It was something that I grew up doing just because my parents watched the news. And I decided, you know, when I was in my mid-20s or so, I was like, I'm just going to stop watching the news. It's fine. And I really have not regretted that decision at all. Because when I do see the news, my inner dialogue is very much like, oh, I feel wretched whenever I see all these things that are out of my control and notice how I feel about them because of the way I think about them. And my life is no better for knowing and being aware of what's going on in the world. My life is no better. Now, if I want to find the positive in that, I certainly can. But to me, I don't find it a good use of my time to search for positivity in something that is so far out of my control. So a little bit of a digression there. But I think the 50-50 of negative and positive emotions and everything in between is a really good way of reminding ourselves that we can go searching for whatever it is that we want. So as teachers, a lot of times I hear uh, teachers, like for example, a, a teacher was sharing with me last year that she tends to go down a negative spiral and she just can't get herself out. And I feel that pain. I do. I, I understand when I used to be very much in that same routine and I learned how to get myself out of it by learning to recognize how I felt physically when I would go into a negative spiral. And it usually involved a lot of complaining about things that were out of my control. State testing is a great example of this. State testing would be one of those triggers that I would totally saturate myself in, the complaining of it, and the victimhood that we were all in as teachers. And I would just get so wrapped up in my story of how against state testing I was and how unfair it was. But I do decide nowadays to be completely neutral about it. I don't go into false positivity and, and say how wonderful it is because I don't believe that shit either. But I also don't get wrapped up in how unfair and how negative and how damaging it is to students and teachers because that does nothing for me in the present moment either. So instead of going to false positivity or toxic positivity like I've talked about in one of my episodes before, I just go to neutral. And that's where the, the middle of the 50-50 lies is neutral. A lot of people think like, oh, if you're feeling negative, you got to, you know, rub it out with some positive or wash it off with some positive. You actually could try just getting yourself more to the middle 
to the neutral. So a, a client that I was um, having a listening session with a few months ago was super upset with her sister. And there was a, a story attached to it as she was explaining to me. And I'm not saying that none of it was real. But when we, like I said in the beginning of the episode, whenever we explain using our words, it can be a very um, healing experience to explain what's going on for us. We attach meaning to it because that's what humans do with our human brain. But it also kind of removes ourselves a little bit with, from what we are feeling right now in the moment. And just like with watching the news and feeling icky inside... We do have to go inward and really pay attention to the physical experience that we are having presently with the story that we tell ourselves. So this client I was um, helping out on a listening session was getting very worked up. I could see it in her, in her body. I could hear it in her voice. And um, I really did have to guide her through just kind of getting back to neutral just in her physical state. So I asked her to close her eyes and take some breaths. I asked her to rub her fingertips together and really pay attention to feeling the ridges of her fingerprints. And I really got her focused back in on her, her five, senses, five senses, essentially, of like the physical state of being alive right now on this, on this planet. And it got her, you, you can always tell whenever someone is finally ready to be logical again, is when they sigh. And teachers, if you're working with kids, I don't care what age they are, it happens with adults too. When they feel heard, when they feel understood, they sigh. I mean, we take a deep breath in and we let it out. It is the body's response of finally calming down a little bit. And I'm going to do more research on this because in babies, my uh, doula, when I was had miles as a newborn um she called it the sigh of contentment and babies do it all the time and it's a physiological response and i'm um noticing it more and more in myself and uh so back to my client session that i was leading her through just kind of coming back to um her nervous system calming it down regulating a little bit she sighed and i knew that she was ready to talk a little bit more logically and what we decided and what she decided for herself was she was not ready to speak about her sister positively she was ready to just state some facts about her sister to get her to neutral so she said things like my sister lives in you know wherever she lived my sister is a human being and that was really all that's all she could do in that moment so getting to neutral the space right between the 50-50 can be a very peaceful, content place to be. Because if you think about it, we're not fighting anything. We're not promoting anything. We're not pushing anything away. And we're not denying anything. We are actually just allowing ourselves to be right in this present moment and be totally at peace with it. And I think at the end of the day, that's what so many of us want. We just want peace at the end of the day. And if we can bring peace, which is that neutrality, to the you know, inner workings of our day, it's a practice that takes time. It takes finding the thoughts that are really, really peaceful to you. 
and practicing those thoughts, putting those thoughts around you, like on post-it notes, reminding yourself, putting them on your phone as an alert. So finding some of those peaceful thoughts is going to be a very personal experience, but you guys know that the simpler, the better, in my opinion. So a lot of thoughts that help me whenever I'm going through something that I feel really negatively or I feel depressed about, or I, you know, when I'm like, oh, this is just so heavy. I tell myself that whatever I'm feeling at that moment, that heaviness is okay. I can feel heaviness. I can let it pass. And if it stays longer, that's okay too. I'm not trying to run away from it. I do love the question, what's the rush? What's the rush out of negativity? What's the rush towards positivity? Because if we take the rush away and we say, you know, this right here is actually perfect. This right here is meant to be. You can open yourself up so much more to the present moment, which is all we have when we truly think about it. And our imaginings of the past, our imaginings of the future, all of a sudden get just as light and easy to carry as this present moment right here. So this is where I will leave you. And I do want to encourage you to have a listening session with me. Tell me what's bothering you. Tell me what you're celebrating too. Listening sessions aren't just for going through hard times. Listening sessions are for creating amazingness in your life. And that's going to be different for everyone. And I just am so glad that you've come along with me on this one year, <laughs> roughly a little over a year, but the, to the first 50 episodes, cheers. And here's to 50 more. I'm so glad that you're here with me. And I will talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Are you ready to cut your teaching stress in half? I know you are. It's time for me to show you how in just four sessions, 30 minutes per week with me, just you and me, sister or brother, and I will help you cut your teaching stress in half or your money back. It's a no brainer. Click that link that says cut your teaching stress in half and sign up today so that we can start working together to help you feel better. You will thank yourself for it. See you there.